Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, my friends. We will be right back to the show. But I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Michael Unbroken podcast sponsored by thinkunbroken.com. Guys, I want to talk to you about a really important subject matter for me today, and that is the concept of asking for help. I think unequivocally that the most important thing that we can do as adult survivors of trauma abuse, child abuse, trauma, any of the above is to put ourselves in a scenario in which we can make it acceptable for us to ask for help. I personally have battled against this concept and this idea. Uh, It feels like this innate kind of like visceral battle between my body and my spirit and my soul you know, when it comes to this concept of asking for help. And I'm sure that many of you can relate to that. I'm going to do my best to try to stay within the window of the time frame that, you know, I always say I will in these podcasts, but this one might go a little bit over. Um, I just feel like there's so many layers to this. I, I often wonder what is the best way to approach this topic. 
Recently, someone messaged me on Instagram and asked me if I would talk about this very topic. And I said, yes, of course, because I know it all too well. And so before I dive in, if you also have thoughts, if you would like to hear me you know, speak about a certain subject, if you have questions or anything that I can do to help you, uh, reach out to me on Instagram, on Facebook, on any of the social media uh, or email me at michael at thinkunbroken.com and I'll be more than happy to answer your questions. Obviously, keep in mind, you know, guys, as I always say, I'm not a therapist, I'm not a doctor. You know, I'm just here to guide you with the tools that I've come across in my life. Um, you know, this concept of help, this thing is really scary. And even just hearing it sometimes can send us into a flurry where we're like, ah. Who are we going to ask for help when we spend our whole life trying to figure this shit out on our own? I'm going to tell you this. Hands down, the number, call it 1A, most important thing that I've ever done in my life is ask for help. Number one is taking ownership and accountability. Without question, that will always be number one. We have to own our shit. We got to stop making excuses. Like That is priority number one. But that said, when it comes to this idea of help, like that is definitely 1A, tied for first place. Everybody's getting a gold medal on this one because I think it's really important. I would dare say, and I could be wrong, so if I am wrong, please someone message me. I'd be willing to say that in the expansive, unbelievably long, completely un... I, like you can't even have an idea of how long time really is. Right, It's just not realistic, I think, in the human capacity. But what I'm getting to is I don't know that any person who has done anything worth doing in history, in history of mankind, has done it alone. Maybe like one guy did one thing, right? But reality is like we are a communal species. By nature, we thrive when we are in an environment that supports our growth, when we are in an environment that gives us the tools through allies, through friends, through partners and relations and business and all the things when we're set up for success. And asking for help is probably the biggest cornerstone in success, right? Because it's really difficult to do anything by yourself. And now, if you're like how I was, a big conversation that's happening in your head is, well, fuck, I made it this far on my own. Why the fuck do I need anyone else to help me? Who's going to help me? I made it through trauma. I made it through abuse. I made it through terrible relationships and drug addiction and alcoholism and, you know, all the crazy things that happen in one's life by myself. Well, my challenge to you, if that's the question that you're asking yourself, why do I need anyone's help is, are you really living your life? at the level in which you're satisfied? Or are there still bits and pieces that you know you can grow? I'm going to guess that there are. You know, it took me a long time to get to this place where I was willing to even contemplate the idea of asking for help. Because as many trauma survivors know, and many people who have been through traumatic events in their life know, that it does feel like your back is against the wall, that you have to figure shit out on your own. And that was my case scenario. I recall being a child and time and time again, you know, if I were put in scenarios in which the police, the school, people at church, 
you know, other family members asked, you know, where are the bruises from? Why do you look malnourished? Why do you smell? You know, you know, being, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old, I would have to lie not only to pr protect myself, right, from more abuse that would come out of telling the truth, or at least what my fear was at the time that more abuse would come from telling the truth and the sanctity of our household, which, you know, if you grow up in community like I do, the idea of ever sharing anything that happened in your home is blasphemy at its finest. You'll probably get the shit kicked out of you. And so I just had to not only protect myself because I would say that it is a protective mechanism not to ask for help embedded in our DNA, not only from years of intergenerational trauma, but also it's a part of trauma that comes from you know, what is embedded in us in youth. So you're in this position as a child where you have to make decisions that children should never have to make or attain or in your young, your early 20s. Because I even look at my early 20s, I'm like, I was a foolish child and I knew nothing of the world. Hell, I still don't. But, you know, when I'm like 50, I'll be saying the same thing. Oh, when I was in my 30s, I didn't know shit. Um, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate. And so, you know, when you get to this place and you're in a position to actually take control of your life. Asking for help is a catalyst in getting you to the next level. When I first decided to get very serious about this, this whole process of healing, not just the work that I do through Think Unbroken and the book and the podcast and the YouTube videos and all of this shit, this, this is not even really a part of the conversation. When I got serious about getting help for my mental health, my physical health, my emotional health, my spiritual health, health. I, I had to put myself in a position in which I had to ask myself a very important question. Was I willing to be vulnerable enough to put my hand out and say, I need help? Because if I wasn't, nothing was going to change and I was going to die. Because for years, I never stepped into that. It was terrifying. The idea of asking for help I would rather have someone take a baseball bat to my face than ask for help. And sure, part of that's embedded in me as being a man and the concept that men will figure it out and we're tough guys and blah, blah, blah. That's bullshit. Every sport that we watch is a team sport. Those dudes aren't doing it on their own. But somehow it's facilitated in society like it's okay to figure it out without help. And that's nonsense. But that's a whole other conversation. My point being is when I got to this place of needing to ask for help, it was rock bottom that was the catalyst to get me there. Because I realized that so much of my life had been dictated by the actions I was taking while under, for lack of a better term, the influence of trauma. I was trauma drunk. I'm making that up right now. I was trauma drunk. And what that means is that all the actions, all the things occurring in my life, I just assumed that were a part of everyone else's life. I was just like, well, this is what it's like. You lie to people, you cheat, you steal, you, you do bad things, you hurt people, you hurt yourself, you, you know, poison the world. Like that's, that's what trauma is, right? And it wasn't until rock bottom in this moment, and I've shared it before, so I won't go into detail here, but you know, laying on the floor, 150 pounds overweight, smoking two packs a day, drinking my fucking face off, or I came to this conclusion. And it was as if, in reality, someone had hit me in the face with a bat, and they said, wake up, fucker, wake up. 
Because without that moment, that total catastrophic breakdown, my rock bottom, the lowest I've ever been, I would not be here right now. And I think that moment could have gone one of two ways, okay? Avenue A is what's happening right now. I have stepped into being the person that I want to be. This Michael, I have created this person from fucking scratch, from the dirt, from the rubble, from the lava, from the ash of everything that was before. And I said to myself, this is the person that I want to be. So I will work towards that. And that took a very long time. Avenue B, I'm probably dead or in jail right now. I don't see it any other way. There was no in-between. There was no middle. There was nothing that suggested to me that I could just be nonchalant about what was next in my life. And at 28 years old, that was a really big jump to make. And I remember this conversation that I had with my then partner. And I looked at her and I said, I need to go to therapy for real. Like, not what I'd been doing for a couple of years prior in which I would go to the therapist and I would give them some money and I would just tell them whatever they wanted to hear because that's a good use of time and resources. Um, but I decided that what I needed to do is actually get really fucking serious. And I did, I started doing the work and then I needed to get really serious about my health because here's what I realized. My mental health, I had no idea. If you, I, I'm not even joking. Like if you took me back 25 years old and you said why are you doing the things that you're doing the poison the drama the chaos being in the vortex of my life i would have been like oh this is just what people do i didn't know i had no idea again i was trauma drunk and so i had this conversation with my girlfriend and i said i think i'd really need real help i don't want to tell you why i was terrified to tell her why it was so it was so foreign this idea of sharing the the dark parts of my past i was uh, it was awful i can't i get goosebumps thinking about those conversations with her when she'd be like just let me in a little bit and i'd be like absolutely not and i told her i was like you know i'm going to get serious about therapy and i started getting serious about therapy and it's a baby step process right so that's where i started getting help with my mental health because I knew that that crossroad was there and I had to make a decision. When it came to my physical health, I realized I didn't know how to eat. I knew nothing of nutrition. Growing up, and I am dead fucking serious right now, I don't think I had a salad for the first time till I was probably 20 years old. We had nothing but processed food and canned goods in our house. And if we ate out, it was... It was pizza, it was burgers, it was the dollar menu stuff, right? And that was fueling my body for years. And, like, you look at the capacity of school food, like, that shit's poison. We are poisoning our children. I'm, this is a tangent. Can we? What do we do? What do we have to do to stop doing that? Because, anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm losing it now. My point being is that I had to figure out how to take control of my health in the physical aspect as well. And so this started with learning about nutrition and reading books and asking my partner's mom, who was a, probably is the healthiest person I've ever known, you know, what do I need to do? How do I eat good food? How do I take care of this body, this vessel, as I'm in this process of like trying to rewire all the trauma? 
And the other part of it was I had to work on my, my spiritual health. And so while I had asked for help in my mental health, I had asked for help in my physical health. Also, I'll mention that I did have a personal trainer every now and then because like subconsciously I knew how to exercise. I just wasn't motivated. Um, but I had to get to this place where I also took care of my spiritual health. And, you know, it started with doing yoga in the living room because I was 350 pounds and terrified to walk into a yoga studio into, you know, having real long in-depth conversations with multiple yoga teachers over years and years and years uh, about how to not only step into the practice further, but also how to understand the impact of yoga and that meditative practice, you know, when it comes to trauma. And so I'd asked for help in all of these arenas. And it's wild to think what my life would have been like had I not done that. And it was scary like terrifying to ask for help because every wall that you have up exists in that moment leading up till then because that's what we're trained. We are trained to be terrified of the idea that someone can have enough path, empathy, passion, compassion, sympathy, care, love for us. That is probably the most terrifying thing that we step into as trauma survivors is how do we get to the place where we care enough about ourselves to let other people help us. And it's a really difficult place to get to, especially when we come from these places of abuse. No one was probably there for us as a child, or if they were, they were in, there in the best capacity that they could be. And oftentimes that's just not enough. And sure, there's a level of measurable resiliency that comes from someone intervening in the trauma process, but what happens when you're 25 and you're binge drinking and you're 30 and you're having sex with strangers from the internet unprotected and you're 40 and you're putting a gun in your mouth again and you're 50 and you hurt your children because the generational trauma has seeped into you and again and again and again those bad things that happened to you are still happening. When are you going to stop? When are you going to say, you know what, I deserve this? When are you going to say, I deserve to be loved? What is it going to take for you to get to that place? Because I put the idea of love and asking for help hand in hand. Those two things are exclusive to each other in some capacity. Because I think the only way you get one is with the other. And I think it's really important to note that there are professionals who are available to help you when you are ready to ask for help. There are people like me who coach. There are mentors. There are therapists, psychologists, psychiatrists. There are you know, doctors. There are people who have systems in place to help you when you are ready to be helped. I want to be very clear about something. And this is mistakes that I made. I ruined a lot of relationships, friendships, partnerships, businesses, all the things by not really understanding how to keep my trauma separate from my life, in a sense, as I was going about the day-to-day -day activities and things that I needed to do. And I realized that a lot of the relationships that I was building with people or had with people 
first off, we're built on fallacies. I mean, that's a given, right? I lied a lot. But the other part of it was as I was growing and stepping into trauma, I, I was trauma bonding with people. Now, if you don't know what trauma bonding is, that is when you create connection based around the worst shit in your life that has happened. I don't know about you, but that is not a healthy way to have a sustainable relationship regardless of the capacity of that relationship. Because you see a professional, whether they're a coach or a mentor or a therapist, they're going to be able to help you process. They're going to say, oh, okay, cool. Well, blah, blah, blah equals blah, 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 right? And then you take that information, you leave their office, you see them again in a week, they're not there texting you, and they're not the person you wake up to or have dinner with or go to get coffee with or any of those things. And so we have to be very cautious when we are in the process of going through healing and asking for help because there'll be these moments where we want to open up, where we want to be more vulnerable to the world. And that is not a bad thing, but I just caution you to do it with the right people in the right capacity. Your partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, kids, coworkers, bosses, friends, you know, bicycle club people, those are not the people that you share the in-depth pieces of your trauma with unless they are qualified and fully willing to take that on. So just some food for thought. I've been down that road and it feels natural to an extent when you start to break down those walls. And then you realize the further you get into it that you're actually uh, cannibalizing your relationships because you're oversharing, you're being too vulnerable, which I do believe is a thing in certain capacities. And so I just caution you with that. You know, the world is changing. And as we continue to step into a society that wants growth, that wants healing, that wants health, that wants conversations like these, it's going to become easier to have resources. And it's going to be easier to get to this place where you're willing to ask for help. And it's going to be easier to love yourself because you're going to start to realize that other people love you too. And that's my hope for you. And that's why I made this video because I've been there. That's why I'm sharing this podcast because I've been there. I have sat on the floor with a gun in my fucking mouth thinking that there was no hope. And I think that a big part of that is just because I was scared to ask for help. I was scared that I would be seen by another human being. And I've come to realize that that's actually my greatest attribute. That is the greatest gift that society has given me is this ability to be seen. As a child who felt invisible, even walking down the street covered in scars and bruises. As a kid who felt invisible and a teen who didn't know his, uh, his ass from his elbows. And a guy who in his 20s was doing anything to suffer for, at his own hands, for lack of a better term. I wanted to be seen. And that's what asking help gave me. And I hope that you'll be willing to step into that. That's my hope. You know, we are here to support each other. I always say we are not alone. We are not broken. We are the unbroken. And that's a communal thing. That is the capacity that comes along with your friends, with your families, with the team that you put together to support you. And if you come across these people as you're in this journey, and they don't support you, you need to get those people out of your damn life because those are not people who are going to help you go to the next level, right? I want to leave you with this. It's a bit of a challenge because I know what it's like 
to have a concept of fear around the idea of asking for help. I just want you to start very simply. Just write down, just find a piece of paper and write down three things in your life that you could use help with. And they don't have to be trauma-based. They could be putting siding on the garage. It could be you know, changing a bike chain. It could be shopping for new shoes. It could be, I don't know, it could literally be anything, anything. Something that you know would just be a little bit easier if you asked for help. And write those three things down. And in the course of the next week, reach out to your friends, reach out to your community, Reach out to the strangers on the internet who gives a shit, somebody, and say, you know what, I need help with this thing. I think that's a great gateway to something bigger. It's a lot easier to ask for help tying a tie than it is to ask for help to find a therapist. But it's an evolution, right? It's, all, it's what I always say, it's baby steps. But ultimately, you have to decide what's best for you. So, as usual, thank you so much for listening. I know this one was a little bit longer than usual, uh, but I wanted it to be because I really wanted to try to flesh that out for the person that asked. So, again, if you have questions that you want me to answer on the podcast, DM me on all the social medias at Michael Unbroken uh, or email me at Michael at thinkunbroken.com. You can buy the book Think Unbroken at thinkunbroken.com slash paperback. It's also on Amazon Kindle. Um, you can also buy the paperback on Amazon. I'm hoping to record the audiobook very, very, very soon. Um, and until next time, my friends, be unbroken. I'll see ya. What's up, Unbroken Nation? Welcome to another episode of the Michael Unbroken Podcast. My goal and company is to give you the tools to help you understand your past get out of the vortex, and become the hero of your own story. This podcast is sponsored by thinkunbroken.com, and you can check out my new book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma. This podcast is not a substitute for mental health care, but instead think of it more as a companion where we're here to support each other and to grow. Each episode of the Michael Unbroken podcast is less than 10 minutes, though sometimes that does not happen. So hang out with me, stay tuned. If you have questions, if you want to have conversations with me or you have information you want to share, reach out to me directly on social media at Michael Unbroken, or you can email me at Michael at thinkunbroken.com. Enjoy this episode, my friend, and until next time, be unbroken. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a wait list for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. 
And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.